Welcome to Truly Fit. Welcome to the Truly Fit Podcast, where we interview experts in fitness and health to expand our wisdom and wealth. I am your host, Steve Washuda, co-founder of Truly Fit and author of Fitness Business 101. If you listen to this podcast on a regular basis, you know what we're about. We get the best of the best specialists that surround the health and fitness and wellness lifestyle communities. I am the hub, so to speak. I look for spokes, specialties off of health and wellness to come on who are experts to talk about their expertise. It could be fitness business related stuff, like somebody who is an expert in TikTok who wants to help fitness businesses. It could be a physician who wrote a book on type 2 diabetes as a lifestyle disease and how you might help your clients who have this. It could be something like what is Ashtanga yoga and and how to properly meditate. So we sort of hit all of those different realms and areas. But one thing that I always talk about personally on this podcast and one question that I always propose to all of my guests, because I think it's one of the most interesting questions in the industry today, is should we be giving our clients nutrition advice as personal trainers? Now, I ask this question to all of my uh, guests or many of my guests who are involved, both either in the nutrition side or the marketing side or the fitness side, anybody in personal training or lifestyle coaches, because I, I'm not trying to lead them into an answer because I generally, I genuinely, excuse me, do not know the answer to this question. I don't know where to put that boundary up, where to put that wall up between personal trainer and client insofar as giving them diet information. Now, I am really good friends with registered dietitians. My sister is a certified nutrition specialist and I don't like to step on toes. So giving specific diet information as far as me writing out a diet, handing them, say, this is what you have to eat, this is what you should eat, this is what I'm charging for my diet package, is not something that I do. Number one, I believe it is wrong to do that, and frankly, it could be reckless. You don't exactly know what's going on in their bodies. You don't. You have their health history form. You don't. You have their health history form. I get that, but there are so many things that are above your pay grade as as a regular personal trainer that you don't really know what's going on. But we have all of these tiers in the fitness and health and wellness industry, and it's still a wild west of tiers. What I mean by that is we all know that the person who's you know selling nutrition shakes on the side probably has the least amount of credentialed knowledge. That doesn't mean they're not smart. That doesn't mean they haven't done their own due diligence, but but they probably they probably have the least amount of credentialed knowledge. In this game. And then we have people who have certifications, the certification level. Maybe you've been, you know, you're a National Academy of Sports Medicine certified personal trainer. You have your weight loss specialist. You've been working in the industry for five, six, seven years. You talk to clients. You're networked with other fitness professionals. And then you have people who are actual registered dietitians or certified nutrition specialists who go to school for the stuff, who graduate with master's degrees and are handing out this information. So we have marketing, excuse me, a, a nutrition a marketing expert on here who, who's the equivalent of a registered dietitian in Canada, Mark. And you know, Dr. Mark, you know, he, he, he made the analogy to saying, like, if you look at a doctor's office, you might, you might have one doctor, but then underneath that doctor, you'll have two or three maybe PAs. And then underneath those PAs, you might have four nurses that work there. And we need some sort of structured tier like that where, you know, there's one person making all of these decisions and handling the more difficult cases, so to speak. But there are other people underneath who are also allowed to do some level of this, that it shouldn't just all be, you know, <clears throat> one person 
holds the key to all of the things in nutrition. Registered dietitians get the information. Nobody else is allowed to. And I, I agree with Mark in that respect. Now, I, I, don't, I don't know how quickly that can be created. I don't know who would be involved. Do you want the government involved? Do you want an agency to run this thing? Is, should this just be a completely libertarian-esque free market? Whatever comes of it, libertarian-esque free market, whatever comes of it, comes of it. I don't know if there's a good answer. I don't know if I've ever read a good answer. I don't know if I've ever really looked at any individual model and said, you know what, that is the one that's going to work. But maybe that's a good thing. Maybe maybe we're still just in the infancy of this because it is sort of new. It's not like people in the 60s and 70s really cared about this. This sort of health and wellness craze, especially nutrition craze, has really started in the 90s and it just blasted off in the mid-2000s. So because we're in the infancy of this, Maybe there is no answer, and maybe this answer is just slowly working itself out, and it will appear on its own using sort of what I would call free market techniques and just you know macroeconomics. It just works itself out, and we find out what is the best way. But I do think, as certified personal trainers, that we don't need registered dietitians to always be the gatekeepers of all information. It's very hard to work with our clients and not give them some information. What reasons? I want to lose weight. I want to tone up. I want to lose my belly fat. I want to gain muscle. I want to look better in my bathing suit. I want to lose 10 pounds before my wedding. All of these things involve nutrition. All of these things are interconnected with nutrition. We can't lie to our clients completely and say, you know what? I can't give you any of that information. I don't know anything about this. You just go ahead. We're going to work out and don't worry about your nutrition. Obviously, it's going to ruin their goals if they're not doing the right things in that realm. Now, what would be ideal? Yeah, it would be ideal if every gym had a registered dietitian on hand or multiple people and and maybe people underneath them like Dr. Mark talked about. And we can work with those people underneath them collaboratively to build them the proper program. But but guess what? That's just that's not happening, right? That's not happening at, at your local gym, at your at your Planet Fitness, and that's not happening at your at mom's mom and pop business shops that that are that are personal training only, that are private training studios. We we just don't have that. So the private training studios, we, we just don't have that. So I, I don't think right now is the best time to pretend that we can instantly do that. You can you can just throw your client. And also, from a, from a fiscal standpoint, imagine how much it's going to cost your client. So if your client's spending $60 uh, per session with you and you're training your client, let's say, three times a week, do you also think they're going to be able to spend $80 to $120 to meet with a registered dietitian? Maybe. Maybe they have that sort of money. But likely they don't. And, and we can't expect them to be paying all this money to do that. So... It is a little bit on us, is it not? And I do ask this question. I'm, I, I, this is not rhetorical. To do our due diligence and try to have a sense of what people should be eating or not eating. I, that doesn't mean we should direct them to a particular diet. And we should always be dyed in the wool on team keto, on team whole 50, on team whatever. Low fat understanding of, number one, law of thermodynamics. Calories in, calories out. If you're a personal trainer, you understand the law of thermodynamics. If ultimately we're going to lose weight, we need to be in a caloric deficit, not a caloric surplus. We have to combine that with the basal metabolic rate, which you should learn about. You know about it. Let's say I weigh 130 pounds. Maybe I'm burning 1,000 calories a day just because of my my basal metabolic rate. This is just the activities going on sort of in the background, my body the things my body takes, the energy my body is using just to do things like digest, 
right, on a day-to-day basis. So if I'm burning a thousand calories a day, working out purposefully, and maybe my basal metabolic rate, I'm burning another thousand, that means I'm burning 2,000 calories. Well, if I'm eating 4,000 calories, I'm in a caloric surplus of 2,000 calories. I'm probably not on my way to losing weight here. Now, there's more to it than that, and we know that. It's a very intricate thing. It's Our body's like a car. I talk about this all the time. If our body is like a, our body's like a car, I talk about this all the time. If our body is like a car, you know, gas in the car gets pushes that car up the hill. But there's more there's more things to talk about than just the gas in the car. If the tires are flat, if the transmission's not working, if the car is overheated, there's all of these other things. And that's like our bodies. Do we have the right vitamins and minerals? Do we have any diseases going on, right? That that we're that we're born with. Predisposition things. Do we have issues in other areas like like stress and lack of sleep? And dehydration, all these other factors that that could add in. Are what what is the the difference between John and Bob if they eat the same things, but John works out four days a week in in a hit fashion, and Bob maybe just runs a mile and does some crunches? Well, their bodies are going to be different, right? Because they're they're working out at different levels too. So there's so many variables inside of each person, who they are, their their history their biology, their genetics, what they're doing things, most of these things they don't even tell you about either, right? So you, you think your client's telling you all of all of the things you need to know. Most of the time they're not. And there's so there's so much that goes into losing weight, but ultimately I think it is imperative. And again, I say I think because I don't really have a strong stance in this subject, but I think it is imperative that we know a lot about nutrition. And that we don't direct our clients towards one particular way, that we don't write them out diet plans, that we don't suggest that they should eat particular foods, but we know enough to tell them when things are not okay, and we know enough to give general vagaries around what they should be doing. If your client's goal is to gain 10 pounds of muscle, we, we have to tell them, you have to probably be in a caloric surplus here in order for us to do this. In order for you to put on muscle, we gotta be in a caloric surplus. Right? We, we, we have to explain to them that there's three macronutrients. And yes, protein in, protein in, in the gaining muscle phase is going to be the king of macronutrients. And we're going to have to have a certain amount of this protein. It's like a light switch that ignites that protein synthesis. To not know these things is to ultimately not be very helpful for your clients overall. And I don't know what the answer is again and it's i'm perplexed as far as where the industry is going to go in this respect you had people like the national academy of sports medicine who have been preaching for the longest period of time uh we don't do this it's maybe even against the law in certain states and we don't give out nutrition advice but now they have nutrition certifications and weight loss specialty certifications and they have all these certifications because the industry sees that this is where the money's going people are making money off of giving diet information more so than exercise information so ultimately i i do believe that the in sort of this wild wild west of health and fitness and really nutrition is that we're going to approach that plays out i don't know what is going to come of it but i think that's the that's the angle we're going to i don't i don't see the government stepping in Anytime soon, I don't see one organization being in concert with the government or somehow taking over without the government's consent to to run things. I don't see uh, I've never heard of anybody getting arrested for giving uh, dieting information, although everyone says uh, that you're not supposed to. 
it's not policed. And if it's not policed, that means essentially it's not illegal. Something can be illegal, but if the police are turning a blind eye to it, if everyone's jaywalking and no one actually gets arrested for jaywalking, people are going to continue to jaywalk. So people are going to continue to give out diet information. And I don't know if right now it, we're, we're seeing what I would consider the best of the best in our business. In, in fact, I believe it's not going very well right now. There's too many people giving bad information, giving conflicting information, or giving information above their pay grade. But I do think in some respects it has to play out this way. This is just sort of the, the evolution of sort of the, the evolution of what nutrition is going to be insofar as giving advice to people. I don't think we're gonna see this fade away. I don't think you're gonna see registered dietitians again be the only ones giving out information. I think ultimately we have to have some sort of tiered structure or I would like to see some sort of tiered structure where you had a registered dietitian who then trained three other people underneath them who are, you know, registered dietitian assistants and then the registered dietitian's assistants underneath them had assistants. And the more difficult cases get bumped all the way up the ladder to the registered dietitian and the easier cases get bumped down the ladder, so to speak. And I think we have to have that tiered organizational status, much like you do in the medical field. Oh, you have a doctor and then PAs and then nurses where we can tier those structures and we can send people up or down the ladder dependent upon the intricacies of their nutritional problems. Because if the gatekeepers are just a registered dietitians or just a registered dietitians, guess what? There's not enough of them right now. There's just not. There's no way they can handle the plethora of people who want information. And then also... Who is the organization coming in to police this? I, I, it wouldn't make sense. It would cost too much money, too much time, and there's too many nuances to it, right? If I say, hey, you should eat pineapple because I own a pineapple company, well, is that illegal? As opposed to me saying you should eat six ounces of pineapple each day, and, and I'm a personal trainer, I get more in trouble for, for telling you to eat uh, six ounces of pineapple as a personal trainer because I'm somewhat connected to the health industry. But if I'm in the food industry and I'm telling you to eat pineapple, I don't get in trouble. How does that make sense? So there's so many nuances that come into giving nutritional information that I don't think you're going to see, number one, one government agency running this. And I don't think you're going to see anything quickly come about this. I think it's going to be a long process in this libertarian free market-esque approach where <clears throat> there's a lot of trial and error some good things happen, some bad things inevitably, you know, the, the almighty dollar sort of guides people into the right areas. And it's not just people telling you, hey, listen, I'm, I'm the ultimate gatekeeper of this information. And I, I'm not telling you that it's good or it's bad. It's just, it's just my guess as, as far as what is going on in the health and fitness community. Now, we could also talk about personal training and where that's going. Well, how, how does that work? Just because you have some sort of certification, you're allowed to give training advice. And if you don't have a certification, you're, you're not. No, you can give training advice without a certification. You certainly can. Now, are you more likely to be sued, let's say, if you don't have insurance? Because most personal trainers do have insurance. Well, yeah, maybe you are. Maybe if you're giving out bad information, you're more likely to be sued. But that's not stopping people who are online who are just you know, Johnny bodybuilder who doesn't have any certifications, who's never worked with anybody else, who has no idea how to do anything else except build muscle and build muscle in his body specifically, right? And, and he's giving out information left and right on Instagram and everywhere else. So uh, it's, it's a wild, wild west out there. What I would say is to some people, be careful because down the road, we're always finding out new things in the health and fitness world. So if you're so dyed in the wool, if you're team keto, if your team only lift this way, only do CrossFit, only use kettlebells, there's going to be information down the road inevitably that comes back to bite you in the butt. So you won't really want to be careful. You want to hedge your bets 
when you're talking about these things. And then also, again, I think it's always best in our communities to network with people who know more than you. In this case, if you're talking about giving out advice, wouldn't it be best to say, hey, I've talked to a registered dietitian about you, I, that, that you pay a registered dietitian to consult with, so to speak, right? And that you don't give specific information to your client, but that you give generalities to your client and you get that information from somebody who's above your pay grade. That would ultimately, in my opinion, be the best way to go about it. But I do understand the other side of the argument here, right? There's another side of the argument that says, hey, I can read everything I want on my computer. I have more information on my iPhone than any registered dietitian ever had in 1991, right? So I can read all of this information. There's so many studies. There's so many things going on. There's so much anecdotal information. I can get all this information at my fingertips. I don't have the degree, but I have the studies and I have the information and I have the anecdotal research and I've talked to other people and I feel confident enough to give people the information that I'm giving. And I, I wouldn't tell people not to do that necessarily. So again, this is more me opening up the question. What do you guys think? Where do you think the industry is going as far as giving nutrition information? Do you give nutrition information? Do you hide it? I feel like most people hide it who do it. Do you give it? Do you write out specific diets for people? Do you ever feel bad about doing that? And where do you think this industry should go? This industry meaning personal training and nutrition insofar as working in concert. Should they just inevitably one should we have only people who get some sort of high level certification certification and personal training that's 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 a one organization maybe NASM teams up with the government and you need to have a certain level of background in nutrition in order to be a personal trainer so that we don't have to worry about it or should it just be more the wild wild west like it is now I don't know the answer I'd love to hear from you guys listen in to the next episode of the truly fit podcast it's going to be a great one we have an ashtanga yoga teacher on she's going to be teaching and talking about meditation and breath work and what Ashtanga Yoga is and why it's different than other yogas and how you get credentialed for it. It's really interesting. It sort of blew my mind about the credentialing process and what's legitimate and what's not. Thanks for joining us on the Truly Fit Podcast. Please subscribe, rate, and review on your listening platform and feel free to email us. We'd love to hear from you. Social at trulyfit.app. Thanks again.